Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how archaeologists mapped an entire Roman city underground without digging, the kind of disgusting but definitely cutting-edge science of creating human hair in the lab, and why you see way less color than you probably think. Let's satisfy some curiosity. A team of archaeologists working just north of Rome has recently published a groundbreaking study without breaking any ground. They dug up some history without digging. They unearthed the mystery without... All right, yeah, we get it. We get it, Cody. (laughs) All right. In any event, they created a high-resolution survey of the city Faleri Novi using a technology called ground-penetrating radar. It's the first time archaeologists have used the technology to capture an entire ancient town. Now, this is a big deal because while archaeologists do know a ton about the Roman Empire, a lot of what they've learned is from a handful of well-preserved cities like Pompeii. But those famous settlements don't tell the whole story. By the first century AD, there were about 2,000 cities in the Roman world. Typically, archaeologists only get to excavate one of those when developers want to build something on top of them. And even when that happens, only a tiny sliver of the site gets examined. And that's why, over the past few decades, archaeologists have looked for new ways to spy underground without digging. Older tools like flux gate gradiometers... Which is so back to the future. (laughs) It really is. Older tools like flux gate gradiometers can create an image of underground objects based on the way they affect the surrounding magnetic field, for instance. But those techniques can only go so deep and only reveal a certain amount of detail. That's why ground-penetrating radar holds so much potential. The technology uses radio waves to create a detailed, three-dimensional image of whatever lies underground. The archaeologists behind this study mounted an array of 15 antennas on a cart... Then they towed it behind an ATV to survey all 75 acres of Faleri Novi. It was a smallish city, about half the size of Pompeii, located about 50 kilometers or 30 miles north of Rome, and it existed about 2,000 years ago. The data revealed an entire city, including a bath complex, a market, a temple, and a public monument that's unlike anything archaeologists had seen before. The new technique even let them have a look at the huge network of pipes that received water from an aqueduct and distributed it across the city. Try doing that with a shovel. And the best part is that these findings aren't what most archaeologists would have expected. The city's layout isn't as standardized as other well-known Roman cities, and its public buildings are surprisingly elaborate for a city of its size. The researchers are excited about the prospect of using this technology to survey other sites in the ancient world. This study of Faleri Novi shows that the technology stands to revolutionize the study of ancient cities, from the roofs to the plumbing and everything in between. Here's a breakthrough that's as exciting as it is creepy. Researchers have found a way to grow hairy human skin. Yeah, I'll give you a second. It isn't a cure for baldness or anything, but this breakthrough could kick hair loss research into high gear. So why is it so hard to grow hairy skin in a lab? That's the million-dollar question, according to Carl Kohler, a co-author of the new study. While it's unclear why past efforts failed, 
He thinks his team succeeded because they basically recreated the skin's entire developmental process. His team started with human pluripotent stem cells, which have the ability to transform into any kind of cell in the body. They put a few in a Petri dish and periodically exposed them to drugs and proteins. For about two weeks, those treatments guided the cell's development by mimicking the chemical signals that would normally guide the development of an embryo in the womb. This causes the two layers of skin cells, the dermis and the epidermis, to develop alongside one another, just like they do in the human body. Once the cells had developed into the types of tissues the researchers wanted, they stopped the treatments and they put the tissues into an incubator, where the nascent layers of skin might spend up to five months growing comfortably. It's during that time that the cells produced a lot of the signals necessary for developing hair follicles. But there's one weird, super creepy caveat. The skin grows inside out. The bulbous roots of hair follicles grow outward and the actual hairs grow inward toward the middle of the mass of cells. It's basically the world's worst ingrown hair. But as disturbing as that sounds, it's okay. This tissue isn't meant to be used as is. When they implanted it in mouse skin, for instance, it sort of blossomed. The hair turned right side out and it grew normally. The researchers say it's possible this method could be used to cure baldness, though that would come with the rejection risks of any transplant. But more immediately, it provides a virtually unlimited source of human hair follicles, so scientists can learn more about human hair growth without taking hair from an actual human. Cody, I looked at the picture. There is a picture of this on the study. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's, it's so weird looking. <laughs> so you don't recommend it? Uh, you know, it just depends on how strong your stomach is. Right. Well, links are in the show notes <laughs> for the brave. They are indeed. <laughs> how well do people see color? The answer might surprise you. According to a pair of recent studies, it turns out that the full color world we think we see is almost completely a figment of our imaginations. In the first study, researchers brought volunteers into the lab and showed them a series of photos each for about a quarter of a second. Their job was to look at each image and answer a basic question about it, like whether there was a human face at its center. The first 10 images they saw were normal pictures, but the 11th was different. The very middle of that image, where the volunteers were told to look, was normal, but the colors in the rest of the photo had been edited. Some photos were mostly black and white, while others had been changed completely. Think blue trees. After seeing the doctored photo, the volunteers were asked if they had noticed anything unusual. 70% of them didn't notice that anything had been changed. Researchers found something similar in a different study. This time, they used a high-tech virtual reality display to immerse volunteers in amazing places, like a street dancing performance or a symphony rehearsal. But this wasn't your grandma's VR. These headsets included eye trackers and specialized software that instantly changed the imagery so there was only color in the exact spot where the volunteer was looking. The rest of the footage was black and white. The researchers tried a lot of variations with this setup, and their findings were astonishing. Two-thirds of the volunteers didn't notice that anything was amiss, even when only 5% of the things that they could see were in color. In terms of what this pair of experiments tells us about human vision, the researchers say that the rich, technicolor world so many of us live in 
is probably thanks to our brains, not our eyes. Our brains are able to stitch together visual information from what we're directly looking at and extrapolate from there to create the illusion of a full-color world. Trippy, right? Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. Starting with the fact that archaeologists used ground-penetrating radar to map an entire ancient underground city without digging. I am so impressed. I hope we can use this technology on all of the underground cities and learn a whole lot more, because it's just so exciting. What about other planets? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like they should, if they're not already using this, they should. You should call up NASA, Cody. I will call up NASA. Thanks for reminding me. Sure. I'll put that on my to-do list right after my conference call with Elon. (laughs) We also learned that researchers can use stem cells to grow hairy human skin. Ingrown, hairy... Human skin. It grew normally once it was implanted in mouse skin, but it's still disgusting, Ashley. Why would you do this? <laughs> Just, you know, what What do you do in your life to be like, I'm going to grow up to be the first person to grow hairy human skin in the lab? Like, it's definitely an achievement. I'm just grossed out by it. Yeah. And we learned that you can thank your brain, not your eyes, for the amazing, colorful world you see. Because according to a pair of studies, if just a tiny fraction of the scene you're looking at is in color, you won't notice that the rest is in black and white. Our brains take what our eyes tell us and create the illusion of all that color. Still, it lets us look at someone's coat and notice that it was red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet and black and ochre and peach and ruby and olive. I have never seen the... Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Go rent the movie version right now. I watched it last week with my wife. I was in it in high school. I played Potiphar. Cool. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Andrew Lloyd Webber stan. It's fine. I know it. I'll cop to it. <laughs> Today's stories were written by Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 